They ain't got nothing on her. But I know she might as so I'll talk her shit for her. You know I do adore And I love so heavy Never gotta ask for much She do enough already Keep us going steady I'm forever indebted Don't you ever forget it Sometimes she drive me crazy Cause she know I'm with it Girl, you got superpowers Alright, y'all Back again, it's episode 3 of the Newsom Edition Podcast. Intro song you just heard was Mr. Josh Waters in his brand new single, Dipped in Honey. Y'all gotta go check that song out. Gotta check out the entire album. He just dropped the album on his birthday. The album is called Honey. It's available on all major music platforms. Babe, what you think about that song? I actually like it. I kind of want to listen to the whole album now. You want to listen to the whole album now? Yeah. Oh, see, that's how you know. That's how you know you got the Jay seal of approval. Right? She don't listen to whole albums for nothing. <laughs> Some people I do. I just gotta really be feeling the first song they put out. Really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> you know, good and well, you don't listen to full albums. There are songs that I do listen to full out. Don't look at me like that. Definitely looking at you like that <laughs> because because it's facts, Jack. It's facts. Okay, um, first of all, I need for you to calm all the way down. Can't calm down. I've been like this already. To this day! To this day! <laughs> and on that note, we're going to go and get this podcast started. <laughs> all right, you guys. As you know, it's February, so it's still Black History Fact time. And this one, of course, is also coming out of Mississippi. Um, our black history person that we're highlighting today is Miss Unita Blackwell. She was a civil rights activist and also the very first black mayor in the state of Mississippi. And she was the, the 10th African-American mayor in Mississippi. She was born in Cone County, Mississippi, and she worked as a sharecropper. She was also a major civil rights activist. She was a member of SNCC, the Senate, uh, Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee is and when she participates as a field worker, going out and helping people to, uh, register to vote. She also participated in Freedom Summer. She was a delegate for the Freedom Democratic Party. In 1967, she was a community development specialist for the National Council of Negro Women. And in 1976, she ran for mayor in Mayorsville which is like a little small river town about a thousand a little over a thousand people in population still sound like a city in mississippi i'm just saying continue yeah, it's a little town you know um in 1989 she was elected the chair of the national conference of black mayors in her time as uh, mayor of mayorsville she led the efforts to pave streets and install street lights and sewers in the black section of Mayersville. And she also spoke out on poor housing conditions in Mayersville. Another thing, in 1979, she was also participate in the National Energy Summit, which was organized by President Jimmy Carter at Camp David in Maryland. Um, one Another thing that's really interesting about Ms. Blackwell was that she received her master's degree in 1983 in regional planning from the University of Massachusetts at Amherst. 
She was also a recipient of the MacArthur Foundation Genius Fellowship in 92. And there's an autobiography entitled Barefooted Life Lessons from the Road to Freedom, which was released in 2006. The one thing that I find interesting about her education is the fact that she actually did not complete um, school. Like she attended school in Arkansas, but around the age of around 14 is about the time you're in eighth grade she actually ended up dropping out of school because of the um to help her parents enjoying her parents as sharecroppers so she was you know going out there picking cotton for three dollars a day but she was also um doing civil rights work at the same time that's a lot at such a young age yeah, so that's pretty awesome. I actually have never even heard of Miss Blackwell, so that was one of the reasons why I decided to do her today because I just want to educate other people, but I also want to educate myself in different facts as well. Facts. Remember, y'all, those who do not learn from history are doomed to repeat it. Yeah. That's a fact, Jack. So now I think I actually want to see if I can find her autobiography and read it because it sounds like a very interesting um, thing that she was doing. Like a lot of people during the civil rights time that I was really interested in listening to. Right. So I think it's something good. I'm actually going to see if I can find the book and read it because I like learning about different things and what better way to learn about it. Than by reading about it. Word. So that's my black history fact for this good old episode. Now mind you, we've only had two black history facts and only because we've only done two episodes in uh February. We're getting back on track. We're giving you this two fur. The two fur. Well also don't you know you can still go and look up your own stuff on yourself. And I actually just while he was doing all that talking he's over there doing I actually researched her book and I it's on Amazon so I'm thinking I'm gonna go and see if I can find it and I, it's also at Barnes Noble for like two dollars so the book is not expensive at all for two dollars yeah it's like 1.99 at Barnes and Nobles we finna gonna get it at Barnes and Nobles <laughs> but this is on eBay we got thrift books Amazon there's it's available in di- many different places we finna go get some books Reading is fundamental. So I, I will be going to get that book and read it. That is exact. All right. So it's our Black History Fact provided by provided by our lovely uh provided by our lovely scholar Jamie Anderson Newsom over yes. here. Yes. <laughs> okay, y'all. I'm front. I'll stop playing so much. All right, Jay. I'm I'm let I'm gonna let you take the the front the front row on, on the topics because the ones I got are going. I gotta save all mine for the end, man. This is gonna, it, cause mine's gonna feel like law, like like it's a straight law and order episode. <laughs> it's just straight up with, with what I gotta talk about. So we gonna get the positives. We gonna get all the positives out before I go straight into these negatives. Okay. So the first thing I do want to talk about, as you know, there. This is February, so there's several different award shows that has happened. Um, but the one that I feel like a lot of people don't necessarily either know about or even watch for lack of better words is the trumpet awards trumpet awards black excellence yeah for those people who don't know the trumpet the mouse trumpet awards is an all-star celebration 
are African-American leaders who have achieved greatness and inspire other people. Um, and they actually just had the um, one for this year on February 17th, which I actually had the opportunity to watch because I was at home. Surprised. Usually I miss it, so I had to catch reruns, but I actually watched this one. Um, and they had several honorees this year. And I think the youngest honoree, I think J.D. McCarty is like, yes, he's 11 years old. So he's like, the youngest honoree that they have had nice and he um actually got the rising star award um a little background on mr jd mccrary is he's an 11 year old american singer dancer and actor and he is currently plays the boy in tyler perry the pains on um tv and he's also going to be the voice of young simba in the live action remake of lion king which I am going to see. Which I think is pretty dope. But he's also, I've heard him amazing. Like, his voice really gives me the Michael Jackson vibe um, off of him when he sings. So, he, so, I don't want to put a lot on him, but he's, you gotta do I Just Can't Wait to Be King correctly. But he, I really feel like he uh, is going to do this role justice because, like I said, like, he's been on several different shows. I've even seen him on, I think it was, um probably Ellen show I think that I remember seeing him on but he's been on several different shows and he he's really good and really talented um another honoree that they had which I think was very rightfully deserved was the Trailblazer Awards which also went to Mrs. MC Light yes yeah so she's pretty dope she all her different musical endeavors and she's an odd an author, an actress, inspirational speaker, entrepreneur, and a philanthropist. So I think that's pretty awesome that she finally got um, recognized for the things that she's done. And the top announcer voice you hear at every BET Awards show. <laughs> I love hearing her voice. It make, like, makes me excited for, okay, okay, what's about to happen next, MC Light? This is what's about to happen next. Thank you. And one of my favorites um, was the Living Legend Award. You know who that was awarded to? Who? Mr. Robert Townsend. Can't go wrong with that. (laughs) And I was actually watching um, the Trumpet Awards and they did, um, you know, when they do them, they do different things to honor them over. And so they was actually going through and singing different um, songs that he's written. And of course they did the five heartbeat songs and I just sat there and I was in amazement because it was awesome. Wait, who who all did all the five heartbeat songs? I, I Um, I don't even remember the people who did it offhand. It was like they had different um, artists singing, and I thought that was pretty awesome. Because you can't, we can't mess up. A heart is a house for love. Definitely cannot mess that song up. Okay. Oh, um. oh <laughs> is there a heart? Is there a heart in a house tonight? Stand up. I'm glad you singing with your voice going while you sick over here, but okay. True enough, but you know, you gotta push it out, y'all. Let me push it out. Okay, and another honoree we have um, is Mr. Tim King, which to be honest, I have never heard of him before, so that was something new. And he's actually the president and CEO of Urban Prep Academies, which is a nonprofit organization operating a network of public college prep boys schools in Chicago and related programs aim at promoting college success. I think that's pretty awesome that he's doing that. Um, the Music Excellence Award went to Rodney Jerkins. Uh, Dark Child? Yes, Dark Child. Nice. So that was pretty cool. 
Um, he's produced for he's produced for from Beyonce and a lot of people. Beyonce, Destiny's Child, Mary yeah. J. Blige, Puffy. Um, he's also produced a gospel album for his wife. Some of everybody, like he 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 really it he really is. A, he out here doing his thing and inspiring people. He's really one of the he he's not he's one of the producers that you hear low key. But you know, but you know, as soon as you hear, as soon as you get on one of his tracks, it's going to be fire. It's, it's it's incredible. Like, and also he he works very hard and plays his own instruments behind every instrument he makes. Okay, we got two more honorees that was at the Trumpet Awards. One of them received the Vanguard Award, which is recognizing individuals who are creative um, and challenging the norm by introducing men to. Um, of Art Grande's ideas and making a social impact in their respective industry. And this year, Vanguard Award um, honoree was Mr. Dapper Dan himself. Ooh, the legend. Yes. So that was pretty awesome. His acceptance speech was very hilarious. Um, And then we also have, I think this was the first year that they gave this award out or um, something like, but it was a Zerona Clayton Award. Who recognize individuals who have succeeded against immense odds and um, herald challenge and prosperity to enhance and enrich the world. And this honoree was Mr. T.I. Tip Harris himself. Man, he T.I. got an award? Yes, T.I. had um, an honoree for that. So that was all of the honorees for all the Chomford Awards, which I love that they come on more than once because the next time it comes on, I'm going to watch it again because it's really good. And I think that they're doing an excellent thing by highlighting our amazing African people that we have in this world. Because you don't really have a lot a lot of awards that, that really just highlight black people in the community outside of the outside of the four neighborhood awards which Steve Harvey hosts every year. But you don't you don't really hear much about the Trumpet Awards and I and I really enjoy I really enjoy that. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty dope. What else you got for us, Love Book? Our next award show that we're gonna talk about, of course was the Oscars, which was this past Sunday. It was a lot of first-time award winners, a lot of people who should have been receiving awards that finally got their due just awards. Facts. Um, we also, So the one of the first people who won an award that I think was pretty dope was for Best Supporting Actress, which went to Miss Regina in her role in If Bill Street Could Talk. I have yet to watch this movie, but I've seen previews of it, and it looks like it's a really good movie. It looks like it's up there with Fences. Yeah, I think it could be. Like, I want to watch it, and uh, hopefully I can watch most of these that I haven't watched and give my take on it during the next podcast that we do. Word. Um, another Oscar winner was for Best Adapted Screenplay, which was Black Klansman, but the winners were Mr. Spike Lee, of course, and he had headed with David Rosman. I'm sorry, I can't pronounce these names because I don't know what kind of <laughs> thing they got going on. But it was also yeah. with Charlie Watchell and Kevin Wilmot. You got to use your contest clues, but you got to sound You know, I don't feel that I have to sit here and um, try to remember what kind of language this is because I don't know how to pronounce these names. No offense to the pe- to these people, but me personally, I get tongue tied a lot. So a lot of these names do tongue tie me. The fact is, Spike Lee has an Oscar. 
yes, he finally has an Oscar, and his acceptance speech was very long. Um, We've been waiting 30 years for this. His acceptance speech was really long. I honestly... We have been waiting 30 years. Um, personally, I think Michael Max should, should have been got an Oscar. Yeah. But also, you got also what what was really amazing about, about uh, Spike Lee accepting his award... His award was given to him by Samuel L. Jackson. Yes, yes it was. Spike Lee gave Samuel L. Jackson his very role in acting. On top of that, they're both Morehouse graduates. Morehouse? That's pretty dope. That That is dope. So it, it, it was just a surreal and amazing moment for a lot, for a lot of African-American filmmakers. And uh, continuing on, continue on that list, babe. Um, then we also have Best Picture, which I really thought, you know, other people, because I've never watched Green Book, but I have seen, it was a movie that I did want to watch, and what, um, what is it, Mahershala Ali? Mahershala Ali, yep. He also won Supporting Actor for his role in Green Book, and Green Book also won Original Screenplay, so they won several awards, which is pretty dope. It is. I, I need Mahershala Ali. Mahershala Ali is, is a dope actor. He is. I love his like, work. He's in all the hits like Luke Cage, Hidden Figures, Moonlight. I've never Green watched Book. Moonlight. Moonlight's pretty good. I have to watch it. Like, it's a lot that I have to watch. Like, I want to watch Bohemian Rhapsody, which also won Best Sound Mixing and Sound Editing. It won several others, too, but I know for a fact those are the two that I remember it winning. And so I definitely won. Uh, and, um,. Uh, Rami Selig won uh, yeah, Best Rami Actor Malik for his portrayal of Freddie Mercury in uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. And that's uh, pretty dope. Like, I'm going to have to go through and watch that. Like, I have to sit down and watch all these movies because we'll be being in school. I don't have time to watch the movies like I want to. Looks like we having a movie marathon soon, y'all. That sounds awesome to me. Um, another one that um, stood out to me was Best Animated Feature, or Best Animated Film, which also was Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. One, one of the, I'm telling you that that movie that movie is good. like for an anime there's so many themes in there but it's great it's family friendly and you got like numerous numerous Spider-Mans from the different Spider-Man universe I'm a comic book nerd please forgive me but it's, it, it was just an amazing it was just an amazing movie for everyone yeah and then last but not least this particular movie won uh, and it was also Marvel's first movie to win an Oscar film for Woo. which was awesome and it went to Black Panther they won whether best costume design production design and what was the other one original sound score I think it was as I told you on the last two episodes Louis Gorenson do that produced Childish Gambino's music yes trifecta he is amazing Grammy Got a Grammy, Golden Globe, and an Oscar. Trifecta. He is His stock amazing. went up after this. <laughs> um, I think the one thing that stood out to me um, with them winning the award, yeah, it was Best Original Music Score. That's what it was. Was with Miss Ruth Carter when she won Best um, Costume Design which is an historic win for black women, which I think that was pretty awesome. Word. So a lot of, there are a lot of African-American women who are winning these awards and with 
the several that have won lately i think that it's pretty awesome that they are recognizing us for our talents that we have breaking stereotypes breaking glass ceilings right just breaking barriers all around yeah so i think that's pretty awesome yes so that of the ones who like all of the awards that stood out to me that i wanted to talk about but i do i am going to go watch if bill street could talk and greenplay and Bohemian Rhapsody. I have, and I actually have to watch Spider Man too because I haven't watched Spider Verse. This is the Spider Verse yet. Pretty much, y'all. We are going to we're, we're gonna have we're gonna have a movie marathon, and then we'll we'll talk about this on the next podcast. It's gonna be the Newsome Edition movie marathon on all on all the awards, <laughs> award winning award winners out here. All right. So we what do got, you want to talk about, love? Oh, babe, babe, babe. I'm going to have to play the Law and Order theme song behind this for this. You so silly. That's how real it's about to get. Ladies and gentlemen, we're about to go We about to go into some... It's, it's been rough for celebrities. At least for, at least for these few I'm about to talk about. We're, we're talking charges on charges on charges, people. Charges on charges on charges. So first up, which you know we had to talk about, try to avoid one, but it has to be it has to be talked about. All right, first up is uh, Mr. Kelly, uh, R. Kelly, that is. So yeah, he was released case. from uh, he was released from um, Cook County Jail in in uh, Chicago, North, Alan Bell, Alan Bell. Three days later, after being charged with 10 counts of sexual abuse, ranging from 1998 all the way to 2010. That's that's serious. Like, everything that he's done is starting, to, is starting to come to light. But the crazy thing is that a, that a close friend of his, Miss Valencia P. Love, posted his $100,000 bail. The thing about it is his bail was set at $1 million. The bail was set at one million dollars. You need ten percent of the bail right. in order to in order to in order to be released. He got the ten percent. He and then he did the most the most blackish thing I think you can do after going after being released from jail. Go get something to eat. This dude went to McDonald's. <laughs> and was met with adoring fans blaring, "I believe I can fly." Wow, I didn't know that. Yep. The thing is, I believe I can fly is one of my favorite all-time songs of his because it comes from one of my favorite all-time movies, which is Space Jam. Yeah, but it's just tough to be a fan of him right now. It's it's, it's tough because with the documentary that was on that was on him coming to light, it's like you like it seems like nothing can really damage his character. It's damaged, but it's not damaged. Like you, you just putting duct tape on it. Yeah. Just keeping it going. I'll put some duct tape on it, man. It'll be alright. Yeah, and I think that's um, what a lot of people have issues with with R. Kelly in itself because a lot of people um, that I've heard or seen is like, oh, we're going to just boycott everything R. Kelly has done. And if you support him, you're saying that he's right and what he did was okay. And I don't believe that. I mean, first of all, it's impossible to boycott all the music that R. Kelly has done because if you're doing that you're boycotting thousands of works like multi-artists have have music produced by him or music with him on it it's 
impossible to actually boycott every last song that he has done. Celine Dion, Jay Z, even Marvin Sapp. Marvin Sapp literally just released the album. Uh, <laughs> yeah, his uh, and it's a really good song. It's a great song, but it's it's been pulled from the radio because because R Kelly because R Kelly wrote the song and does background vocals in. It. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, I one hundred percent do not agree with the, with the things that he's been charged with doing. Same. I do not. I'm not gonna say I don't believe it happened. I'm gonna say that I don't feel that. Um, I don't even know how to put it. Like I don't. Okay. First of all, because I don't want people to sit here and think that I believe anything that he, um, he's done was okay. Because I would absolutely 100% say that any kind of abuse toward women, toward men, toward any person is absolutely 100% wrong. But I do feel that people shouldn't just sit there and write their friends or other people off if they feel that they still want to listen to their favorite song or they want to still listen to songs by other people, like musicians that he's done. Like that part, I don't agree with. But with what trying. he's done, I don't agree with at all. Right, a lot of those really, uh, really, it's really dividing folks, you know, from difference of opinion because you know everyone's like, oh, we know, we been know R. Kelly, R. Kelly been doing this. Then why the hell have you said anything about? It? Yeah, and it's just the fact that, yeah, we all know about the last um, issue that happened and how he got off with that, and we still were listening to him. And now it took um, them doing this whole documentary documentary for people to be like oh no i'm writing him off i ain't never listen like if that was the case conversations about it yeah and i understand that this is definitely a conversation that needs to be had whether it's with him because he's a famous artist or if it's the people in your own backyard like you can't sit there and be a hypocrite with the situation if you really are against it speak out about it don't wait until it's somebody famous doing it when you have heard people come to you or people have you've seen things happen and you turn a blind eye or you make people feel bad victim blaming is never okay never that's my take on that all right next up we have what seems like a uh, like a very twisting combination it seems like a crossover episode of empire and law and order and that is the Jesse Smollett situation. Now I had now there's so many twists and turns with this one, so I'm gonna I'm gonna break down this timeline. So, so around January 28th, uh, Jesse received the letter, received a letter uh, sent to his address um, that was marked that was that was marked with with hate with hate. Uh, excuse me. Suggestively hating, hating things along with, along with what looked like crushed BC powder, make it look like anthrax. So, but January 29th, January 29th, he was attacked by two men yelling homophobic and racist slurs, saying this is MAGA country, and was and had bleach poured on him and was and had a noose and walked a noose around his neck. And that news. Soon as that, soon as that, uh, soon as that news hit, it took it took all the social media and news and news media outlets by storm. All right. On the rest of, on the next 
all next to the timeline will be January 3rd where police find images from the bit from surveillance video in the area where uh, Jesse was attacked. And then the next day, uh, Mr. Fake News himself, uh, President Donald Trump, uh, was asked about the situation and said, you know, there's like he doesn't really believe it. Like he like he believes that he's lying. It's just it's just publicity. I can go in on that one. But First that's, uh, of all, anything like that that man says, I just try my best not to say anything about because. I just I still don't understand how he's even sitting in the Oval Office right now. Like he's a complete disgrace. And I just you know that's just a topic for another podcast. We are not even gonna go there. That's a whole other topic. The way this dude Michael Cohen is snitching. Oh, we gotta have another episode for that one for you. All right, continuing on the timeline. Uh, so Jesse, so Jesse and his family released the same day. You know, all his allegations, everything that he said is true about the incident. He goes on to do his concert in uh, West Hollywood, saying, "You know, I can't let them win. I still gotta live my life," which I respect him for that one. And then next thing you know, like about a week and a half later, around February 12th, you know, police said, you know, like not all evidence was was collected. Like he didn't give out his phone records. Jesse believed that he didn't give up the phone records because he wanted to protect the identity of those who weren't involved in the situation. Contact information, because it's easy for it's easy for items to get in the wrong hands. Identity theft, something happened. That's true. All right. So Valentine's Day, uh, February fourteenth, uh, he goes on Good Morning America, does an interview with uh, Rob Roberts, like putting some of the some putting some of the claims to rest and everything. At least trying his best to put the claims to rest. And then uh, the next day, they arrest the suspects from uh, Chicago O'Hare International Airport that were that they believe were were involved in the attack against Justin. But um, but the very next day, they come to find out that they believe that uh, they believe that uh, he that he paid the Nigerian brothers. Yes, they were Nigerian paid the Nigerian brothers to stage the attack because one of them was actually an extra on Empire which is filmed between Chicago as well as New York then about a couple more days later around February 20th he was charged with disorderly conduct for filing a false police report in which you know all the stuff that he had it seemed like everyone just turned just flipped the switch and turned on him yeah. Like, cause it's like, oh, so, so you lying now, you lying. So you, you doing all this just for a pay raise, and all this was stemming off the hip, off the heels that that um, Jesse was that Jesse, his character on Empire's Jamal Lyon, he was being written off the show as well as he's not being paid as much as Taraji or Terrence or any of the other actors. But just to interject, but they also did say Foster come out and saying that he was actually not being written off the show. So that's a, and then there's also came out with the stipulations with with the situation saying that the people that he was paying three thousand five hundred dollars to was actually people paying he was paying these people for his nutrition and working out helping him get ready for this video he's doing. Right. So for me, the whole situation is it's a lot going on. 
just getting real and i don't want to sit there and be like oh yeah he did it he's wrong because there's also a lot of things that are still under investigation like with the envelope and forensic trying to trace that and so with the different things being an investigation is very easily for it's very easy for the public and for social media and for people to hear one thing and they spin it so many different ways so by the time it was first came out until five articles later it's completely different and a lot of people just don't sit there that people aren't fact checking people aren't listening or paying attention do i really think the whole situation is really odd to me from the beginning it's always been odd especially when because one article i read saying that he didn't want to go to the police he went to his friends and his friend is the one who called the police about it so it's a lot of missing information and i like having the whole picture in front of me so i can read it so i can listen so before i weigh in and say if he's guilty or if i agree or disagree with what he, uh with him being the organi- organized hire I do want to see what the forensic evidence comes up with. I do want to see um, all the other things that are being investigated with. Do I think that if he did it, that it was very stupid and he possibly killed his career? Absolutely. Do I think that things have gotten misconstrued with social media and being so prevalent in us as fans or um, and just sitting here and automatically assume that he's guilty because we hear one piece of information and ignore all the other stuff that's been said or things that are unvested that's crazy too another thing that i find interesting about the situation is that none of his brothers or sisters or any of his members have even weighed in on the topic like i have not seen any information about any of that so i'm kind of curious about how his family feels about the whole situation too. that is a very big family because there's a lot of them and I don't know. I'm just waiting to see what all the evidence, once everything is completely finished investigating, all of that, so I can make a better decision on how I feel about the situation. Right. And with um, with Empire uh, finishing up the finishing up of their last couple of episodes of season five, um, they have stated that uh, that his character Jamal Lyon Jamal Lyon will be written off of the show for the last two episodes. That thing on that, I really feel like that what they're gonna do because you know at one point in those last season, he was actually in London with his new fiance. They were well, they were fiance now. They were just dating at the time. This he's this whole reporter or whatever. I really feel like they're just gonna make it seem like he just went back to London and getting things straight with his record company he has in London until all this situation blows over. Right. That's how I feel like that's going. I don't think. I think if it comes out that he did do it, that he's going to have an extended stay in London. But I'm not 100% sure if he's going to be completely written off the show. Right. Because he's one of the main characters as well as one of the most talented characters on the show. So, And I'm also still curious to figure out what is going on because this show has had a lot of twists and turns. And I just don't understand why they're doing this to me. Like I had stopped watching Empire because they were doing so much. And then I messed around. I was bored one day when I was at my internship lab, and I caught back up on it, and now I'm stuck on it again. I really hate I did that because now I'm just like, what is going on? Yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of what happens when, when you start losing start losing sight on, on that one. But. All right, so 
Next on the list of charges, we have to go with Takashi Six Nine. So uh, real name, uh, real name Daniel Hernandez. Now, kids, this is a this is an example of trying to live, trying to be about that life when you're really not about that life. So the homie is facing is facing nine charges. He pled guilty to nine charges, including racketeering, conspiracy firearms offenses and narcotics now this was back in november now each now all the charges he could be facing up to 47 years to life 47 to life in prison and you know he gave he gave up the names of people that were involved and he may and if he cooperates he may get a lesser sentence and go and go into witness protection which not to not to make a joke out the situation, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be hard to protect the guy who has a te- big tattoo of a sixty nine on his face. <laughs> that's that's gonna be a little that's gonna be a little tough. Like that's that's just I don't know how that's gonna happen, but basically uh, basically the folks that folks that he hung around with were doing all the charges, but he knew about it. He was funny. He was uh, his career was on his career was definitely on the rise. He was definitely looked at as as a uh, he was looked at as like the hip hop villain more than anything because he, he was different. He he was different. He didn't care about what he had to say. It, it was just reckless. That's just that's just his personality. But now you try now you see that you can't be about that life and. Now you now you trying you trying to find your way out. So you gotta be careful what you, you gotta be careful with what you what you getting into. And uh, speaking about that life again, what's next person on the charge list would be uh, the Tatiana rapper. You know the, the song "Bust Down Tatiana." Uh, Blueface. He is facing a charge of possession of a loaded gun on February first, and will be released. And this has been released on the thirty-five K bail. Now, now it seems like a lot of these artists that are coming out, like they're coming out with with crimes. Like they get big, they get big, and then boom, you've been charged with something. Like I, I don't, I just don't get it. What 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 is up with folks like that, Jay? I don't know. I really don't. It's <laughs> it's funny to me. I just don't understand. And I'm not, I don't even have words, to be honest. I don't. Yeah, that. And he could, and if found guilty, he could face up to three years in jail. And he just got over another pending uh, gun charge, which faced another year in jail. Like, like you gotta keep, you gotta keep all your stuff under wraps, cause once you're in the public eye, you're, boom. You're, you are not just, you are. You are a blue face, but to the police, you are going to be your government name. They don't care nothing about you being a rapper. That's just straight up. All right, last on my charge list would be would be uh, New England Patriots owner Robert Kraft found in a prostitution stain in Florida. That's the that's the real thing. Why does it always come? 
Anyway, continuing on on Owner uh, reportedly paid for a threesome at a day the orchids of uh, the orchards of Asia in uh, Jupiter, Florida, paid for a threesome in on January 19th. And then I hate to make light of this, but he went and did he went and did some ball stuff. What he do? Dude literally got up. He got up. As soon as he got done there, drove off in drove off in his Bentley. <laughs> like was concealed, like cap on, shades, blue tracksuit. Drove off in his Bentley, then flew out to Kansas City to watch his team beat beat the Chiefs. <laughs> so he went and did like ain't nothing happened. Basically. <laughs> basically, basically, basically. What is up with people? And the story didn't really break and the story didn't really break until until about a week after the Patriots won the Super Bowl. That's crazy. That that is beyond crazy. You know, if he's found if he's convicted, he has to spend up here in jail and do hundred community hours and, you know, do uh, do training on, on the dangers of prostitution and uh humans and human sex trafficking. Because they believe that wow. they were doing the whole they were doing the whole sting operation. Uh, on that particular spa, because uh, they believe that the two people, the two ladies that owned it, were madams and were trying and were forcing, forcing young ladies from other countries to perform sex acts, like human sex trafficking. That's crazy. The crazy thing, the real crazy thing about it is that this, like, this how you know he has white people money, like investments and everything. Uh-huh. Dude went to the pre went to the pre Oscars party. Like ain't nothing happened. <laughs> like he has no care in the like world. He like he has no care in the world. He like so he feels untouchable is what I'm getting. Basically, on oh, top wow. of that, he's all, on top of that. The spa is now this. The spa is closed down, but it's a tourist spot. How is it a tourist spot? I don't know. You gotta be. It's gotta be something serious if a naked man is literally standing right out outside of the door waiting waiting for it to open up. That's ridiculous. Like that's that's crazy. Like you waiting on Hollywood is crazy. Hey, the thing about it wasn't even Hollywood. It was in it was in Florida. Oh, but like just people in the spotlight or famous people in general like it's it's crazy. It's definitely crazy, baby. It's it's, it's real out here. All right. But y'all that was ba- that was basically it for for all my charges. We gonna we gonna give we're gonna keep y'all with updates on all of these. Uh, R. Kelly has to go back to trial, has to go back to court on March 22nd, so we'll definitely keep up with that one. Uh, we'll see what else is going on with Jesse Smollett? Yeah, he goes to court again. I actually just was looking at that. He goes back to court again, um, I think in March 2. March 2? Yeah, March 14th. Yeah, March is going to be big on court dates for everybody. Well, actually, there's one thing. She got some. Let's, let's, let's see what she got. <laughs> that I don't know if you heard about it, but it, um, it happened. I think it was yeah Saturday night. Um, <laughs> it was really funny. So Ja Rule um actually had a halftime performance. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks had Saturday was their '90s night. So Ja Rule was actually. The person who performed. <laughs> Why is Ja Rule considered the '90s? He was literally early 2000s. And that's the thing. He actually said he was um, saying like, "Hey, this is '90s night," 
but they brought out a 2000 artist and he laughed he thought it was funny he was like but his album came out in 99 so he assumes that's why it counts but that's not the funniest thing it don't count like y'all remember like y'all this is the second time ja Rule has been as part of something that has been a complete disaster a lot of people don't know, I don't know if people heard about the fire festival he was also a part of that which uh was an epic failure it was a biggest scam that i see i actually watched the we watched it together when you fell asleep on it but we watched the fire on documentary on netflix which y'all should watch it's really very interesting how these people just sat there and filled for all this information that they were being fed thousands of dollars I love you guys should watch the documentary that's it was pretty fucked up situation anyway back on ja rule so basically <laughs> okay so basically um so he gets up there and he was like hey milwaukee we ready we ready to turn up we ready it was complete silence and so he said then he was like are you ready i actually watched the video and it was pretty pretty sad and but it was pretty hilarious um and again there was silence so he was like i guess not and he started to go on perform anyway but he was trying to engage in the crowd and there was absolutely no one just engaging with him like it was silence while he was performing so he said it was because his um his sound was off and a lot of other things was going on but he was like it was actually a pretty good show it was like it was going well (laughs) somebody else posted that it was going well but the thing about it <laughs> that also made it even worse for Ja Rule was the fact that it was on G- Giannis. Uh, yeah, uh, well, we, we're just going to call him Greek Freak. Greek freak. Yeah, he I actually... I pronounce his last name all the way. I can't either, and I don't want to mess up his name like I messed up other people's names earlier. But the bad thing about it is that with three and a half minutes left during halftime, he actually came out while Ja Rule was performing and started shooting and getting ready for the second half of the game. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's really bad. Like, this man was performing. <laughs> and he was out working on his jump shots. Like, and Ja Rule was just trying to engage the crowd. And the crowd was just not caring. Oh. And... But it said they gave the crowd something to cheer for, so I thought that was something that was pretty funny. And I could not not pass up the opportunity to talk about it. Oh my goodness, <laughs> <laughs> that's really bad. And I mean, true enough, Jaru had a few hits, but he hasn't done nothing in a while. So a lot of people that were probably there hadn't even heard of his songs. A lot of them, a lot of them are two thousand babies. Like they, so, they, they were born around that time. I don't know. It was it was pretty interesting that. I'm not saying there was absolutely nobody in the crowd, but like a majority of the people that were there, it was absolute silence. But I hope he can actually pick up and this one be the hot. But there's also another thing that Jar was doing also that um I was just reading about while I was talking about that. And it's saying that they are actually in like this whole trolling with the Sacramento Sacramento Kings during Twitter and stuff and he's trying to curse NBA teams and it's pretty I don't even know 
he curses he put he supposedly put a curse on the T Wolves saying that they would not win a, another championship for 30, 30 years. And if they apologize to him for the tweet that they put up, then he'll lift the curse. And then at the end of the curse, he was just like he did like the kissy emoji face and it was like this is the kiss of death and I was just like I don't understand. Like, what is going on with Ja Rule right now? I I don't understand it either. I saw I saw the one about uh, I saw the one about the Sacramento Kings. He said the Sacramento Kings will never win a would never win a yeah. championship. That's what it says. Not the T was, but it was. I don't know. I just don't know. I hope things get better for Ja Rule. But right now, this is crazy. Like he was a good artist. Um, don't get me wrong, he did some good things, but you can't just sit there and expect people to automatically know who he is if he hasn't done and music in how many years? Like I don't even know the last thing that he dropped. Uh, it's it's been a while. <laughs> so that's my whole thing. I just thought I should throw that in there because there's no way I could talk about the things that happened this past week. And not bring that up. Right. The only thing I really know about Ja Rule, the last thing he did was he did that uh, movie, I Was a Church Girl. Which, that that was literally it for me. Because I really didn't didn't know what was going on. Alright, y'all. We about to go ahead and shut this thing on out. Gonna go ahead and play that uh, Josh Waters, Honey, for you one more time. Honey, gonna gonna lead us out. And as always, what you got, little bug? She coming back to the mic. Something, something's up. What, what's all your mind? No, I was just going to do my last words. Don't do that to you me. Your last words. <laughs> That's it. Last words. Like I always say, live life. You only get one. Be great. Don't let other people knock your hustle. If it's working for you, then go ahead and make that money, boo. Secure that bag and do your thing. And uh, don't forget to look both ways before you cross the street. That's facts. You gotta look both ways before you cross the street, man. Folks are crazy out here. Got out here, man. Not everybody should should have a license. That's just straight up. Anyway, y'all, y'all already know how we already know how we're gonna do these. We started that this episode, we had a lot to talk about, so that's why this episode took a lot longer than, than usual. But don't worry, we gonna have don't worry, we're gonna have it uh, right right and nice for you. But you already know how we're gonna end this. Love my life, love my wife, and uh that's all you need to know, y'all. Alright, y'all. We'll catch we'll, until the next podcast, to the next episode. Peace. She don't sugarcoat it, tell me what it is And she walk around like she been dipped in honey The sun must have kissed you with its lips And I love her cause she don't even want nothing from me I owe you a honey, tell me how you want it